not to hear. It's the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. Where do you have to go to find a news organization that notices there's some problem with Joe Biden? Australia. You got to go to Australia uh, for that. Uh, well, other than Fox and talk radio, you go to Australia. We'll tell you about that. Uh, who has noticed maybe some problems there with the president of the United States? Uh, coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. Foreign press taking note of Biden's apparent cognitive decline? That can't be, right? That's, I mean, CBS hasn't noticed it. NBC, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, they haven't noticed anything wrong. What is it that Sky News in Australia sees? Hmm. Uh, Well, President Joe Biden's mental acuity has declined to such a precipitously low level that he probably couldn't find his way home after dark, according to Sky News Australia. (laughs) Hey, this is a news broadcast? (laughs) Yeah. Apparently quite an opinionated one. Yeah. Uh, The network acknowledged it's received a heavy heavy volume of emails about Biden's intellectual presence. After the cable news network uh, described Biden as struggling, barely cogent, and a human corpse. (laughs) That is something I don't think we've even described him that that dramatically. I think there may be a, a... I mean, I'm not. I don't want to accuse them, but I think there might be a, a just a slice of opinion. You think? F- you know, f- sliding into this this coverage. It sounds, Sky News is like Fox News, right? Yeah, it is. It, it's uh, the conservative, conservative leaning uh, news in England and Australia, right? And it's Both. owned by uh, Rupert Murdoch as well, right? It's, yes, it's in that family. So it's yeah. not. But it is interesting to see that. It noticed. is interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because how can you not notice? I mean, he has been so out of it lately that uh you know they've actually some of the some of the reports um well here's what here's what alan jones of sky news said suddenly the world's greatest power is in the hands of a slightly dazed bloke who looks like he's always waking up from heavy anesthesia isn't that a great description of of the way he appears he does look like he's getting up from heavy anesthesia yeah i i would disagree with the word slightly yeah okay uh, 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 i'll give you that uh, that's a yeah. little bit of an exaggeration <laughs> <laughs> it's not slight but yeah no, that's like that is it that is you know how you feel when you get in those moments you, mm-hmm. you know you're, you're waking up after anesthesia you're just groggy and you can't quite might be slurring your words yeah you might be uh going off on tangents that lead nowhere um you know not making a lot of sense and sure enough, that's Joe Biden. It's it, you know, back in the day, cars were different than they are today. Like today, cars are even though they're not maybe built the exact same way for quality in some in some respects, they're reliable, right? You get on, you get a you know a nine thousand dollar car, you buy off a used lot that's you know a couple years old. It's gonna run for a while. I mean, a lot of these cars now last well over a hundred thousand miles. Even like a cheap car runs pretty well. Go back to those like 70s and 80s cars, though. You have one of those cars and you have it after 10, 12 years and it's got 118,000 miles on it. 
sometimes you just press that gas and nothing happens, you know? Like the car's running, you press the gas mm-hmm. and it doesn't do anything. And I constantly feel that way when watching Joe Biden. It's like he's pressing the gas yeah. for something to happen mentally. And, and it, it just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't connect, doesn't fire. And it's scary it is to like watch. That. It is real. I mean, it, it is. It's scary to watch and it puts him in a position, I think, that is somewhat unique from recent presidents. And that he's really not not the focus of this country in any way. Mm-hmm. He really has a, a limited role in our country. Uh, I mean, if you think about the last few presidents, Donald Trump, of course, is the ultimate example of this. But Barack Obama, George W. Bush, uh, you know, the you know, going back to Reagan, uh, certainly those people were the focus of all society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when it comes to news coverage, that's all. He's, that's all anybody ever talked about. Yeah, I mean, you remember when doing the show, even on a conservative network, when when you came in in the morning, all it was the top twenty five stories in your prep were just about Donald Trump. Yep. You know, top 25 stories in your prep were about Barack Obama, you know, George W. Bush. We've done we did talk radio in all three of those presidencies. And though that was the topic du jour basically every day. What was he doing on the war on terror? What was Barack Obama doing with Obamacare? What was Donald Trump doing? Uh, what did he tweet today? It's just not that way now with Joe Biden. He makes occasional flubs. He does, you know, he'll try to pass some giant bill. I mean, he, it's not like he's never in the news, but it's it's a different world. But they do ignore a lot of what he does because uh, yeah. a lot of what he does shows his cognitive decline. Yep. Well, and but, so they just ignore it. And there's two reasons for the, at least main <clears throat> reasons, right? Number one is it's intentional by the White House. They mm-hmm. realize he's in, in cognitive decline. They keep him out of the press as much as possible. The, part of the reason, yes, why the media keeps writing about his ice cream intake is because the media is pathetic and they will just cover him in a way that's favorable. Mm-hmm. It's not just that, though. It's also that he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything public to cover. You know, I mean, yes, he's passing multiple trillions of dollars of bills. And that's the other side of it is the media is assisting in this strategy. So the White House has a strategy to keep him out of the media and the media is assisting in that strategy. Both of those things are going on, but it is interesting to watch it. It's totally different. I I remember that when uh, I think you were on with me, Pat, on the News and Why It Matters, a show that we do uh, every week. I think you were on this this episode and we get to the end of the show and they do a, a, a Twitter poll every day or every other day or whatever it is. And they do a poll that said it was how, who is the most corrupt? You know, typical kind of fun way to end the show. Like you're just going to, you know, mm-hmm. talk one of those things out. And the options were like, you know, Barack Obama, you know, I don't know, Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. And we were like, I don't know, a month or two before the election actually occurred. And Hillary Clinton ran away with a poll. Mm hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, this is conservative talk radio. It's it is Twitter, the most Mm -hmm. activist part of conservative talk radio, voting on a poll just before an election for president of the United States. And the candidate running for the Democrats gets slaughtered in the poll by Hillary Clinton, the last candidate. Yeah. People just don't. I don't know if it's because he's so old and the cognitive thing almost helps him because people Mm. are like, I don't know. He's this old guy and I feel bad saying bad things about him. I don't know what it is. I think there's a lot of 
Ah, that's just Joe being Joe stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. I think they still attribute it to that. Ah, Joe, you know, he, yeah, he screws up sometimes. Don't worry about it. That's just Joe being Joe. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. He's and, great. He really is. And there's tons of blame to go around to the media. And of course, it's applicable here. But really, it's also the conservative media. There, mm-hmm. there is not a t- Like, you don't see tons and tons of big books coming out that are anti-Joe Biden books. No, and there should be. There's tons of them about uh, Obama. Look at the corruption. From this guy. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Peter Schweizer wrote a, a, a great book about all the corruption, and it didn't get the... And it wasn't just Hunter Biden. That was, like, his whole family. Yeah, his whole family. Right. His bro- he, you know, yeah. Joe Biden's brother. All, all sorts of people included in that. Daughter. Well-researched. Typical mm-hmm. Peter Schweizer. You know, he does a great job with this stuff. And, like, I remember it was hard to get people interested in it. Yeah, they didn't really care. Yeah. Oh, he's... Okay. Nope. And... Part of that was because I think conservatives at that time were focused on more of like the defense of Donald Trump as he was kind of always under attack from the media. And it was more. Yeah. I mean, that whole election, we said this before, you know, that whole election was not about Joe Biden at all. It was just, do you like Donald Trump or do you not like Donald Trump? That was the that was the entire election. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you get through you get through that era and now Donald Trump's gone. Obviously, all of these cable news organizations are like, what do we do we what do we talk about we, we kicked donald trump off of social media we can't even talk about his tweets anymore yeah. what do we do their uh, the ratings are in the tank and there's just not that level of passion uh, for or against joe biden he just seems to exist in this world that is shielded from all of that that's why it's interesting to see uh sky news australia uh talk about him like this um mm-hmm. andrew bolt of the bolt report which i'm sure you're quite familiar with on sky news right oh yeah oh, watch yeah. andrew bolt of the bolt report all the time mm-hmm. played some footage of him struggling to answer the reporter's question the other day about the russian hacking and he paused for as the article says a ponderously long time <laughs> before he took out note cards <laughs> Uh, and read the answer that he didn't, we don't know. That was his answer. That was weird. Uh, here, yeah, he, here's what happened there. Sure. Right now, sir? Yeah. Uh, with the most recent hack by the Russians, would you say that this, this means We're not that... sure it's the Russians. Okay. With I spot most... gun okay. I got a brief on the, as I was on the plane. That's why I was late getting off the plane. I got a brief and uh I'll be in better shape to talk to you about it. Ten second pause. Uh hang on. Okay, I got one. And then the other pocket. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what they sent me. Alright. Okay. Tell us. Uh that uh yeah. Hello. The idea. First of all, we're not sure who it is. For okay, sure. and that's basically his answer. That's his whole answer. Yeah, basically, we're not. We're not sure who it is. Okay, so that's his answer from pulling out two sets of notes in each, one in each uh, coat pocket. And if you're listening to uh, us Jeez. on one of our hundreds of radio stations, that sounds really bad. When you watch it, it's worse. Yeah. I mean, he seems to. He's have, gone. He can't even mm. figure out where to find the notes to where right. he would read the phrase we don't know who it is which you know that they told him where they were a million times before he went in there mm-hmm. mr president there's notes in both sides of your suit coat 
both sides. So when she asks you about Russian hacking, pull out your notes. If I were to say gun to your head right now, Pat, mm-hmm. got to make a decision or someone pulls the trigger if you pick incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Would you say yes or no? Both notes were the same. Yes, I would say yes. <laughs> yes. They were like, look, whatever yes. pocket he goes into, the notes need to be in there. So I think just that's put- incredible. Uh, I'll bet, I would bet a million dollars on it. <laughs> if I had a million dollars, I'd bet it on that. <laughs> yes, both were the, exactly the same. That's sad, Pat. It is sad. I mean, it well, is. There's no reason to put the same notes in two pockets. No. But I feel like you're right. I feel like there's a good chance. A really good chance. And so that's why Sky News notes, if Putin sees this footage of him that we just showed you, and I'm sure he will, what he'll conclude about the guy leading the world's biggest superpower is that he's not in charge. Well, Putin already knows it. Putin spent four hours with him. Putin's not going to be surprised by that footage, footage because I'll bet you the uh, head-to-head meeting they had, it couldn't have gone spectacularly, right? Because well, he's not—he's not capable of spectacular. I anymore. think it could have gone spectacularly for Vladimir Putin. Yes, I think that's possible. Yes, it's going to go. Sadly, it does—it's the way. At least it feels. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll find out that behind closed doors, he's a totally different person. But mm. I, I don't believe it. I mean, it's, it's so often he's out in public at different times of the day, coming out of a, a meeting. Going into a meeting, just waking up, just before bedtime, middle of the day, he always seems the same. Mm-hmm. Out of it. Mm-hmm. And even when he's quote unquote on his game, it's still not impressive. Right. There's not There's right. not a moment where he comes out and you're like, okay, he, all right, maybe he's okay. He never looks fully it, capable. No. He always seems like he's on the verge mm-hmm. of a nap. <laughs> And like, I don't mean like, okay, I'm ready to take a nap. I mean that three-second period right before you actually fall asleep, like where you're so groggy and out of it. Mm-hmm. And if someone, you know, if someone walks in the room and starts talking to you, you're like, Whoa, ah, what? Wait, what? What? Wait, hold on. Start over. It's like that feeling all the time. All the time. Yep. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK. And so, even though the president not completely in control of his faculties, he's uh, still uh, uh, trying to tell us what to do as far as uh, this vaccination situation. Just, why don't you leave it to the, why don't you leave it to adults to make their own decision and quit trying to force this issue? Um, Jen Psaki was talking about, they're going to go door to door and get Americans vaccinated if they have to. Here she is talking about that. Come President on. will outline five areas his team is focused on mm-hmm. to get more Americans vaccinated. One, uh, targeted community-by-community community door-to-door outreach to oh, get remaining Americans vaccinated by ensuring they have the information they need mm-hmm. on how both safe and accessible the vaccine is. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and then later in the afternoon, uh, Joe Biden talked about going community by community to get people vaccinated and door to door. Special focus on five ways to make gains in getting those of you who are unvaccinated, vaccinated. Because here's the deal. 
We are continuing to wind down the mass vaccination sites that did so much in the spring to rapidly vaccinate those eager to get their first shot and their second shot, for that matter, if they needed a second. Now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood. Okay. And oftentimes, door to door, literally knocking on doors. Literally knocking on doors. The remaining people Hmm. protected from the virus. Is that necessary? The United States government is going door to door like a pest control salesman or a guy who's selling magazines uh, and violating your no soliciting order in your HOA and they're showing up to vaccinate you? Are they really going to do that? I can't imagine it's going to be a widespread it. thing. And it's just, it's not a good idea, obviously. No. Uh, you know, there is, we kind of do get into this world where we think of people who aren't taking the vaccine as people who are, you know, you know, quote unquote, anti-vaxxers, right? Like some people don't want to take the vaccine. That should be up to them. That's totally fine. And I haven't had it yet. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. No, no. I just, yeah. I haven't decided if it's right for me yet. I haven't, you know, I'm a little turned off by some of the side effects I've heard about. Uh, you know, just even if it's just people getting sick for a day or two, I don't really right. want to. Right. <laughs> and know? that should be your choice, yes. right? There is a group of people in within the people, group of people who are not a subgroup, if you would, uh, that is just like, you know, maybe elderly, maybe they don't have access, they don't go to the doctor a lot. There are a lot of people mm-hmm. who just don't freaking go to the doctor. Yep. I remember reading some poll about the percentage of people in America that never go to the dentist, and I was like, stunned. It was so high. It was like a quarter of people. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it's like super high. Uh, so, you know, some people just don't do it. Some people have like jobs and they're busy and these places mm-hmm. aren't open. You know, there is some level, there's some percentage of people left that are convincible, right? And, you know, you, you might want to. I am. Yeah, right, I'm exactly. convincible still. Exactly. So that those people do exist. This idea, though, that you're going to go door to door in an... It, in a, in That's going to turn country. me completely off. Exactly. It's like you're you're do, you're going to push against those people. You're right. you're you're like the. I mean, think about this. If you're the Biden administration, right, and you actually care. Let's just say you actually care about getting people vaccinated, and you look at the stature and you're like, well, it's, it seems to be people more in red states, more conservative leaning, that are not doing it at this point. The last thing you do is say, you know what we're going to do is, as the Biden administration, let's have Jen Psaki tell everyone that she might show up to her door, your door with a needle. Like, it's like, obviously they don't yep. care about getting these people vaccinated. It's not it's their priority. I don't yeah. know what is, but it's got nothing to do with, with with actually getting people the vaccine. If And they keep claiming that, but that does not seem to be their goal. Certainly you wouldn't do it this way if it was your goal. No, absolutely not. How many people are going to roll up their sleeve right then and there? Say, yep, do it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. After a year unlike any other we've ever experienced, we all deserve, I don't know, a little bit of summer fun. But be on the lookout for new travel scams designed by cyber criminals to take advantage of that and steal your identity. Uh, you can help protect yourself online by being mindful of in these online ads that you're watching, really thinking about who's who's giving them to you, independently verify deals uh, so you're supposedly getting, and don't rush into giving away your information to suspicious sites. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we post our information uh, and we put it on risk uh, at risk on the internet you know, in an instant. We're talking about cybercriminals stealing what is yours, sometimes harming your finances, sometimes harming your credit, sometimes worse. That's why it's a good thing that there is LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity thefts, and they'll send you an alert 
Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. You can save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to LifeLock.com. The promo code is BECK for 25% off. It is LifeLock.com. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday, 7 to 9 Eastern Time, 6 to 8 Central, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcast. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the number. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. He's back on Monday. One quick point here on the vaccines and the fact that the media obviously doesn't care about getting people vaccinated. They yeah, this door-to-door it. thing is ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And That's so, going to push people from away from the vaccine. Yes. You, you show up at the door with a needle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that's been. I don't want anything to do with it. See you later. Yeah, bye bye now. One thing you could do is i think and they don't they're not doing this so far but like you could just get the vaccines to people's doctors right one of the one of the issues like i, I had a, a friend who was thinking about getting the vaccine they hadn't gotten it yet and they went to a doctor's appointment and the doctor was like look you should get it like get the vaccine get it done i know it's annoying just get it done and they were like all right what do i need to do and what they needed to do was leave the doctor's office right and go on their phone and set up an appointment th- for four days later and they then drive just over do it there. right then, right? Like just get it, get Why? them in the hands of the freaking doctors who people yeah. trust, right? Like, right. you know, their their local doctor who's who's giving them the information. That's one thing. Another thing you could do, and this is more applicable to what we're talking about here, which is if you actually care. Let's just say, let's just come up with a, a mythical world mm-hmm. where the priorities of the media and the government was to say. We want this pandemic to be over and we want people to be vaccinated. And the vaccines are great and we think this is the best thing that we can do. Yeah. We're going to put that above everything. We're not going to, obviously, it's bigger than politics, right? What you could do is have a, uh, 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 a, a concentrated effort to put a guy named Donald Trump on television <laughs> yeah. and all over the media Say, to get talk the vaccine. about how much oh the vaccines are a success story. Can you imagine what that would do? Yes. It probably would make a big difference. It, I sure would, would. it would influence millions of people millions who of are people. supporters of his and remind them that, hey, he's the one that got this going. Right. It going through his, it's his administration. It's his, it's his accomplishment. Yes. By the it's way, not Biden's. Donald Trump got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yep. I listened to Donald Trump on the Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton show. They're in the Rush Limbaugh time slot. And they had the president of the United States on the air. Former. Uh, former. Stu, sorry, I should former. say. You're right. Former president hey. of the United States. And Jeffy, by the way, uh, Thank you, from Jeff. Jeff Thank Chewing you. the Fat yeah, podcast, no, joins us here. Mr. Believer. I mean, Joe Biden got more votes than anyone, <laughs> my friend. He's <laughs> the president of the United I'm States so of sorry. America. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you take the former president. Mm-hmm. And and I was listening to him talk about the vaccines. He sounds exactly the same way he did during the campaign. Yeah. A huge part of his his reelection campaign was, hey, we're getting these vaccines done. And a huge part of his legacy mm-hmm. is having gotten the vaccine done. Yeah. In so, the time frame, he, he said, said yes. it would get done. Yeah. Which is incredible. So, and, and as yeah, he pointed amazing. out again, the entire media said it was impossible and he was lying about it. 
Right. Okay. So let's just say, like, I know you have this ban on the president. I know you can't bring him on when asking him about de- denouncing white supremacy they, or whatever weird thing you feel like you have to do every time he comes on. Yeah. How about don't do any of that? How about have a nice softball interview where you say to Donald Trump, gosh. hey, guess what, Don? It would work. Uh, yes, it would. Mr. President, you came mm-hmm. up, you were you were able to shepherd these. Think about this approach. If CNN was on the air, if, if, if all the news networks and... and the president of the United States went and said, you know what, Mr. President, we have a lot of disagreements. But look, you did an incredible thing here where you pushed these things through. You were able to make a uh, create an environment where things occurred that have never occurred in human history. That you have wiped out uh, with these vaccines. We could wipe this pandemic off the, the planet. And uh. you're the guy who shepherded that process through. Instead, what they've done <laughs> is say there was no plan. There was right. no plan at all. We had no idea. We came in here. There's boxes of vaccines. They didn't. They were even going to be mailed. Like they yep. just completely lied yes. because they yep. wanted to win politics more than they cared about whether people lived or died. And they could. That really is the truth. Ignore everything that happened before and just say, uh, "Here's Donald Trump. Donald Trump uh, helped get this thing done." And Donald Trump, what do you think about the vaccines? Yep. And he could just do it, and they don't have yes. to say anything about right. it. They don't have yep. to go backwards. They in don't time. have to talk about January sixth. Go forward. They don't have to talk about what the you just said. That would never happen. Biden could never say that. Not Couldn't. in a million years. Never and that would not happen. Neither could one single soul on CNN. Nope. They couldn't even bring themselves. Like let, let Donald Trump come in there and say, you know what? You guys lied about me the entire time, and these vaccines were a success, and you guys were wrong. And let him say every terrible thing because obviously because you care about people you getting care the vaccine, about yeah. getting it right. Yes. You care about the vaccine, so well, you know they don't. You're going to put the pandemic care. above your personal pride, right, guys? Except and no, they they're would not. Not a chance. Even consider it. No. And, and you you played mm-hmm. his. You know, we continue to play clips of Joseph Robinette Biden struggling. <laughs> yes. Uh, to say anything, and I see where there's a new uh, study done, a new survey of a thousand likely voters from the Convention of States and uh, the Trafalgar Group. 56.5% of American voters do not believe that President Biden is fully executing his duties in office. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. That's 56.5% Again, of that, American voters. Geez. You can't get to 56.5% with just Democrats, guys. No, you can't. You can't do that. No, you cannot. No. It's just or just amazing. Republicans. So that's not just Republicans saying, yeah, yeah. he's not fully executing. It's That's Democrats, Republicans, independents. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd like yes. to know... Because I'll bet, you know, there's a huge per, uh, portion of, uh, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of Jeffies out there who, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So what is it, like 56.5 to 20 to 19 who think he's fully executing his job, his responsibility? Uh, Does it say? 36.4% believe he is directing all policy uh, okay. and agenda. 36. That's higher than I would have guessed. 31.7% Democrat voters do not believe. That's incredible. I know. Wow. I know. That's incredible. You know, you got 83.6% of Republican voters that don't believe he's doing it. I would say that's a little low. Yeah. That seems a little low. And 58, (laughs) a little over 58% of independent voters do not Mm. believe he's fully executing his duty. That's remarkable. I mean, and I don't see how you come to another conclusion other than you just, you know, you you're hoping you're a democrat you voted for him you're hoping right like or you just watch cnn which doesn't cover any of it you know you only that's true in your little sphere all you see is what reinforces your point of view 
And if that's what you do, then you don't understand that the guy is in serious cognitive decline. Yeah, I mean, no question. I mean, he does not wearing his pants backwards uh, like uh, the previous president, <laughs> Donald Trump. But he can Which barely been disproven, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I mean, he's just struggles every day. And I would say that, uh, you know, you talked about the notes in his in his jacket pocket being mm-hmm. the same. I don't know. Doesn't he carry the names of all the, you know, the names of dead soldiers and the Oh, the that's what deaths, he claimed, yeah. Didn't the he deaths claim that? of the coronavirus in the one pocket. So. He didn't seem to have that in either pocket, though. I don't know. Uh, it seemed like the other note yeah, He was... didn't mention. He didn't, he didn't pull the first one out no. and go, oh, these are the numbers that <laughs> right. I carry with me every day. No, he didn't. No, he did not mention that. So it's probably uh, the right. exact same note i'm sure it is sad also uh dreams do come true uh here as long as we're doing a little chewing the fat segment i want you to know dreams do come true michaela kennedy cuomo 23 came out on instagram and you you know the daughter of your man you know him you love him andrew cuomo andrew cuomo is awful Uh, dot com yes uh is his last name dot com I think it is. It, it is? must be. Every okay. time I hear so Andrew Cuomo's Cuomo awful. is his middle name, and then dot com. Yeah, Andrew yes. Cuomo is awful dot com. That's oh, the way okay. it works. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she came out last month as queer, but oh. now. Really? Uh, yeah. Now has declared herself a demisexual. Wait, hold on, because I, I thought Wait. also she had come out previously. Do you have the whole transition here? I do. Okay, yeah. give, walk us through this, because okay. this is pretty interesting. Okay, so in elementary school, mm-hmm. uh, she she feared that she was a lesbian. I don't and that's know why the way she, she phrased feared. it. Wait, yeah. she feared? I don't know yeah. why she feared it. What but kind she... of hate monger is this person? <laughs> yeah, that is the way what? she phrased it. She then... feared. So oh, you have to wow. assume that, I guess before that, she was either straight or nothing, right? Right. I mean, she's a little kid, elementary right. school. So she hits elementary school and she's like, oh my gosh, I'm terrified I might be I lesbian. I might be lesbian. Okay. Right. Wow. Right? And, and, I, then... and a lot of kids in elementary school think Fear in those that. terms. Yeah. Right? Oh, like man. A lot of kids are like, I think I might be a lesbian. Happens all the time, very Then in middle school, she came out to family and close friends as bisexual. Okay, so there's the third thing that she she is. She's bisexual Mm -hmm. in elementary school. Then when she was in high school, school. she discovered pansexuality. Okay, pansexual. So she has sex with everything. That's the flag for me. No, I think pansexual, if I understand it correctly, and Jeffy, I know you'd probably be the expert (laughs) on this, but let me attempt it. Pansexual means that basically you don't care about it whether it's a guy or a girl Correct. like you're just gonna like whatever whatever if you meet someone you like them you go for it you don't think about it you're not attracted yeah. to either one but that's almost anything right and okay. now she recently it's not, learned it's not limited to just men or women i i think right right yeah. right but right. It's we're whoever, bisexual is you're you're you are attracted to both yes pansexual is you're not necessarily attracted to either it's just you're yeah, just you know. attracted to the the individual and you're not necessarily right. not attracted to everything either <laughs> right. So you might be attracted to absolutely everything, or nothing, or nothing, mm-hmm. or nothing. Or nothing. Right. You can't be pinned. We should and point then out she that came a lot out of... is queer. Yeah, right, queer. Okay. Now, what's the difference between now? Queer, she's demisexual. Demi. Demisexual. Which is bisexual. What is demisexual? That is people only feel sexually attracted to someone when they have an emotional bond. I think this is interesting because I think I'm demisexual right? too. I think I think, I think I demisexual yeah. is the way we're supposed to be, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Now I think well. like when you talk about sexual attraction, mm-hmm. I can look at mm-hmm. uh, you know some movie star and say, "Wow, she's hot," right? Without he, having an he. emotional bond with right. her. Yes. Right. Or he. In my, I'm saying uh, in my particular oh, okay. case. Okay. I might say. <laughs> 
but like I, I, so you, she's saying you can't be attracted visually. You can only be attracted via emotional bond. Right. So I, it's not exactly the way that I think uh, everybody is, but it's a good element of a relationship. Yes, I think yeah, this is where her dreams have actually come true because she said <laughs> yeah. in this interview that mm-hmm. she has always dreamed of a world in which nobody will have to come out. Me too. I, oh my gosh. Me you guys, too. I, I like, think the dream has uh, come it's, true. It's, That's my you're there. You've arrived. I think you have. You've arrived. You, you have don't have to worry about it anymore. She claims that nobody has to come out because everybody's sexuality will be assumed fluid. That's but a different in a world formulation in in the world that we live in now. It force feeds cisgender heterosexuality. Yes, I hate coming that. out of the closet <laughs> is a lifelong process of unpacking, internalized yeah. social constructions and stigma. How many times have I said exactly the same thing? How many times? I can't. If I've them. said it I, once, you said. Well, that's the time you said I, it, but I haven't. But, so no. But if I had said yeah. it once. But this is why I keep hearing this mainly from the, is that her? the yeah. very warm uh, videos produced by giant corporations like Procter and Gamble yeah. who, who say like, love is love. Let us give you a two minute pride video about that. Yes. And at the end of one of these I watched last week, it said like, we just want to get to this point where we don't need to talk about this anymore. We're mm. just, you know, it's a, you've arrived. Congratulations. Well, you-, you know, because they say like, oh, well, we, we wanted to come out and... And then we realized people were going to be judging us. And obviously that means evil conservatives like us, right? right. That would be judging us. Right. We're, here's the thing. We're not judging you. We don't want to hear about it. We don't need to hear about it. You exactly. can do whatever you want to do on your own. I don't want yep. to hear word one about it. And you've arrived at this incredible world you desire. Mm-hmm. This oasis that you've been trying to get to this entire time where you just don't have to tell anybody about it. We don't have to hear about it. Yeah, don't, don't feel like you have to tell us. Feel we like don't it. need to know. Uh, I'm sorry if we if we conveyed to you that we wanted to hear about this stuff. Mm-hmm. That's our mistake. Yeah, we, we don't. I, we don't. We dreams, never did. Dreams do come true. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they do come true every day on Chewing the Fat with Jeffy. Listen Amen. to the podcast. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Things are going so well right now. You noticed? Really going, really going well. Uh, <laughs> President Biden the other day said, I don't want to answer your Afghanistan questions. I'm in my happy place. Where we need to talk about happy times. Because it was the 4th of July weekend. Mm-hmm. And things were so happy. Well, he thought people were going to save 16 cents on their uh, 4th of July meals, which is really a happy place. Until you go to the grocery store and actually try to buy food. Then you find out it's not such a happy place. Uh, and the prices are not exactly what the White House told us they uh, were. Uh, he says you. I mean, I've got 16 cents jingling around in my pocket right do now. Do you? Yeah. So, so congratulations. Me, life is good. What are you going to do with that? I was going to invest. If I had gotten the 16 cents in savings, I was going to go buy some Bitcoin. Oh, really? 16 cents worth. I, I'm going to take it and put it into uh, index funds. Index yeah, funds. I want to make sure. It's, I want to take a safe, conservative a approach here because this is money. You don't see this sort of money every right. day. I mean, this is life-changing that, that cash. Is, that is true. So I'm going to put. I put one nickel in an ETF. I put okay. the dime over in uh, in a mutual fund, and then the penny. I might put the penny into something a, crazy, a, a cryptocurrency. I mean, okay. I, I might try just to be crazy yeah. with one penny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good luck on that. Thanks. Uh, gas prices, eh, a little higher than they have been. Well, in the last seven years is all, though. So, um, 
also uh, most major institutions in the country telling us that America is irredeemably racist, sexist, and exploitative. Uh, we got the 1619 Project, which is infecting our uh, American school systems. Everything is going, the critical race theory, just being jammed down our children's throats. Things are going really well right now. I think uh, the Democrats have this on a really good trajectory. So mm. I'm definitely in a happy place uh, with Joe uh, as as we head into the middle of summer here. Uh, 888-727-BECK. More patents due for Glenn coming up on the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's patents due for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program, 888-727-BECK. When did you first hear, Stu, about CRT, critical race theory? When did you first become aware of it? We've talked about a lot of these issues around it you know because it's, it's very tied into what we've refer- talked to on this show many times is social justice yes uh, it, but it was it always an element of that black liberation theology there it's all sort of intertwined but as a prominent term in our culture it's pretty recent yeah mm-hmm. it seems like the last year maybe maybe at the most well uh big companies like raytheon have been, apparently been uh, they've, they've had programs in place to encourage their white employees to confront their privilege and reject the principle of equality and to defund the police. Um, they've been teaching that since last summer. We'll get into that, tell you about that. Coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, he'll be back on, on Monday. Uh, Raytheon, another gigantic American corporation that is involved in uh, critical race theory, or CRT, as we call it for short. And uh, apparently they're, they're taking their white employees to school. So that's great. That's great. You could tell that the left is not enjoying the way this is playing out because they're doing all the t- typical things that people on the left do in these situations, which is deny. It's not really what we mean. You're using the term incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not really happening. These things that you say are so bad when their former position was these things are not bad. These are good. Yeah. Right. Now they're yeah. realizing the pushback, I think, from the American people. They've run up against that wall a little bit with this stuff. And so they're saying things like, well, it's not really critical race theory. It's just intersectionality. Well, they're very closely related, <laughs> as we as we right. all know. Intersectionality essentially would be an element that is required to discuss critical race theory. Right. Well, for instance, have you confronted your privilege yet? Have you confronted it? I have. <laughs> you have? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And confronting it. Um, it ran the other way. It did. Yeah. It was. Good. So you don't have your privilege I anymore. You I chased it. scared it away. You scared it away. Yep. Good. That's okay. how you do it. When you confront it, <laughs> you just got to confront it, come out from behind a door or something when it's walking. It's like maybe it's on its phone. Yeah. And then you jump out and you make a really loud noise and it runs away. Oh, okay. And then you don't have any more privilege. Good. All right. That's the way it works. Okay. So you identified and scared away your privilege. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you stepped aside for minority voices yet? You need to step aside. No. No, you haven't done that. I'm not going to step aside really for anybody. Hmm. 
I'm going to... Uh, well, these minority voices, though, Stu, are more important than your own. So, so we kind of need to step aside for them. Understanding what, what we're doing is encouraging people mm-hmm. to listen to, to others based on their skin color. Yes. Now, exactly has right. there ever been an example of this being utilized and turned out poorly? <laughs> Has there ever? <laughs> yes. Really? Yes, there's many examples of that, but we're ignoring those now? Oh, we're going to ignore them. Yeah, we're ignoring them. Okay, good. Yeah. Because I, I have this idea, and it's been sort of foundational to me for quite a long time, mm-hmm. which is never, ever, in your entire life, make any decision based on skin color. <clears throat> really? Never. Not once. Not even, not even mm. one time in your life That's should old you make think. any decision based on skin color. Old think is what that is. That's old think. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not the appropriate way to go not about it Not appropriate anymore. anymore. Got no. it. Mm-hmm. No. And by the way, we should point out Raytheon is our second largest defense contractor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, right. They should be thinking about building giant missiles. <laughs> yes. And planes. Right. Things that blow other things up. Mm-hmm. Focus on that. That's really important. The, the intersectionality should not be the focus of Raytheon. And why is it? It's just so bizarre. And we're supposed to reject, according to Raytheon in their program, they're telling employees to reject the notion of equality mm-hmm. and instead strive for equity. Yeah, Nathan. Can you walk us through the difference between equality and equity, Stu? Sure, I can. Um, as Chris Rufo, who was initially reported this, as he seems to be doing all the time, mm-hmm. uh, Raytheon explicitly instructs employees to oppose equality, defined as, quote, quote, treating each person the same regardless of their differences. Right. Reject that. Yeah, that's old. Th- again, old think. And instead, strive for equity, which, quote, focuses on the equality of the outcome end quote love that do you remember when like the conservative attack against the left-wing philosophy was to say hey they they're we all want equality we just want equality of opportunity they want equality of outcome and the left would be like "What? what how dare you say that that's not true that's not what we want now they admit it now they admit it it's exactly what they want of course it's what they want and that's what equity is they, this word, which sounds like the other word, but is not the other word. Equality and equity are different things. Big time. And, and, and so this is essentially Marxism they're talking about because they want to guarantee the outcome. So, Or at least theoretical Marxism. Of course, yes. Marxism in reality has Duh. no such thing as right. equality of outcome. Uh, but it, that Except is, that everybody, everybody comes out poorly everyone comes out poorly except for the ruling class which has a pretty sweet life yep uh certainly different groups ask the uyghurs if communism provides equality of outcome (laughs) well you can't because they're in concentration camps. oh yeah it's difficult to get to them at this point uh they're in uh, Mm -hmm. thousands of concentration camps spread throughout the uh the country uh but yeah it does not actually provide such things but it is theoretically providing those things Chris Rufo writes, finally, in a collection of recommended resources, the company encourages white employees to, quote, defund the police, end quote. Mm-hmm. Quote, this is a defense contractor. We should defund yeah. the police. I love this. Uh, also, quote, participate in reparations, huh. decolonize your bookshelf, and something that I will personally guarantee that I will never, ever in my life ever do, quote, Join a local white space. 
Now, what is a what? white space? Yeah. It seems to be a collection of white people who talk about their whiteness. That they're whites. Like, Why do the, I want like, to do for that? For example, let me just give you a, a theoretical. And you can real all talk world. about how bad you are as white people. Well, I talk about your whiteness and understand yeah. and think about your race all the time. Something like like they used to have these groups. Uh, people wore hoods to the meetings, mm. um, and uh, <laughs> they were great. Uh, mm. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. uh, Robert Byrd was a big member, big proponent of local white spaces. Huh? Uh, yeah, that was uh, something that uh, that used to happen among Democrats all the time, and now they want to bring it back. Isn't that wonderful? You know, the Democrats brought nice. us the KKK, and now we have local white spaces, which are totally different than the KKK in that they're also white people getting together to talk about the race all the time. I guess the fact that they're saying they're the bad race instead of another race being bad is some sort of improvement, but I would say not a concept worth revisiting, <laughs> not a fixable one, you mm -hmm. know, Pat? Mm -hmm. Sometimes right. you get to the point where you're just like, you know what? Let's not try it. Let's say fascism. Let's not remix it and see what we can come up with and try it again. Let's just skip it. Let's just rule it out. KKK, okay. let's just mm -hmm. rule it out. Let's just take it out. Let's not try to fix it. Let's mm -hmm. not try to come up with a different way of doing a local white space. Let's get rid of them entirely. Sounds like the right huh. approach to it me. Does. Yeah, it does. It Unbelievable. Does. And this is so constant right now. Raytheon, again, this is not... I don't know, to, to use some example, like Starbucks, right? Like, okay, right. some left-wing organization, yeah. some left-wing company, I don't know, some, like, organic, you know, uh, buy local hemp salesman, <laughs> you know, coming up with, an org with, a, with, a, with a seminar like this. This is a freaking defense contractor. Yeah, second largest in the, in the country after Lockheed Martin. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Now, one Pretty thing amazing. you should stay away from. First of all, one thing you need to do, Pat. I want to oh, make sure we understand okay. what you need to do, what you mm -hmm. need to stay away from. You need to, according to the Raytheon internal documents, you need to think about telling your think about telling your employees to do this. You have to quote identify everyone's race. Mm. Now, your employees, if they spend a minute trying to identify every other employee's race, what you should do with that employee is fire them immediately. Get them the hell out of your company. Mm -hmm. If you have employees that are taking time out of your work day to figure out and like what document everyone's race. Pat, has there ever been a historical example <coughs> where a, a group of people documenting others race has turned out poorly? <laughs> has that ever gone the wrong way? Like, if you were to make oh, wow. a giant list of people mm -hmm. and try to figure out, like, I don't know what percentage black they are, what percentage Jewish they are. Hmm. But let's just say, in a theoretical world, could mm -hmm. that turn out poorly? Oh, wow. I, in the last 15 minutes, I can't <laughs> think of a, a situation like that. <laughs> if I was to go back, maybe... I don't know, into the sort of early to mid last century, I could possibly think of a place or two where mm. okay. maybe that occurred. Okay, okay. So there is maybe you know? one, but we shouldn't probably think about it and learn anything from it, right? No. Okay. No. Uh, how about um, you must listen to the experience of marginalized <clears throat> identities and give those with such identities the floor on meetings or on calls, even if it means silencing yourself so let's say you have a really good idea for a missile 
Okay. But, I, you know, a, 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 um, a Mongolian person is in the room, a Mongolian-American, and they say, you know what? I, as a Mongolian-American, am oppressed. I believe the missiles should be shot with slingshots. Mm. Let me have the floor for, let's say, an hour. Okay. What you should do is silence Shut yourself up. and your rocket propulsion, propulsion technology and right. say, you know, we got to go slingshots. <laughs> because, look, they are a marginalized group, and that's your job. And that would be... Part of deconstructing my privilege, wouldn't it? It would really, be. and understanding how white male behavior is devastating to racial minorities, right? And in that situation where you're, you know, you're you're suppressing your own idea for theirs, why? Uh, you've done a good thing there. Yeah, there you go. You've done a good thing, and, and I think we could look at this at three different levels here, Pat. Right, the level of like higher education, university teaching, should critical race theory be discussed? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want my kid necessarily. I don't want to pay to send my kid to a place where they're going to learn about that. But you know what? You can, academic discussion, whatever, you can do whatever you want. Shouldn't be banned, certainly. Although I wouldn't want to send my kid to a school that was doing it. Secondarily, you have this level, right? Raytheon companies. Would I want to work at a company? What do I want to invest in a company? Would I want to, uh, if I was running a company, do this sort of nonsense and teach critical race theory or something similar to it to my employees? I would say absolutely not. Should it be banned? No. I mean, I think if, if Raytheon wants to freaking waste their their people's time with this nonsense, I don't think you can ban it. You know, we live in a country where people should be able to do these things if they want to. However, horrible idea. Mm-hmm. The next level, though, is the one we're talking about more frequently, which is, should these be taught in public schools to K-12, to right? And that, should that be banned? Sure it should. Absolutely should not be taught uh, to kids K-12. to And and so the, the defense there from the left has been what, this is what Vox's framing of it was last week. Many Republican lawmakers cite critical race theory as a reason to ban discussions about racism in schools. First of all, I've never heard that before. I've never heard a Republican say anything like that. No one says that they don't want to discuss racism in schools. No one says they want to say, you know what? Let's present slavery positively. I've never, I went through the whole school system in public schools. Never did I hear word one that racism was good. Never did I hear word one that, uh, that uh, slavery was kind of a positive. Never taught. But they say the way they frame it is Republicans are trying to ban discussion of racism in schools, which is not at all what's going on. And then they say, though, there's little evidence that the framework of critical race theory is even being taught in K through 12 schools. So it, it's not a bad thing. But even if it were being taught, uh, even if it were a bad thing, it's not actually being taught in K to 12 schools. Here are two stories from just the past week. The nation's largest teachers union has approved a plan to promote Critical race theory in all 50 states and 14,000 local school districts. I Does that sound like a K-12 problem? Does, uh, does yes. to me. Yes. Ibram X. Kendi, the guy who wrote Anti-Racist, uh, How to Become an Anti-Racist and Anti-Racist Baby. He is scheduled to speak Wednesday at the American Federation of Teachers Teach Conference. This is absolutely a massive issue here. And it should be thought about, and it should be out of our schools. If we're going, you want to have a, you want to start your own private school where you teach kids a, a critical race theory, and kids pay uh, their own money to go to it, and blah blah blah. That is allowed in the United States of America, even if we don't like it. However, public schools absolutely not, and states absolutely have the right to in, in put standards on what is taught in the curriculum of their schools. Of course they do. 
course they do. The federal government doesn't have much of a role in it, but the state mm-hmm. government does. And the local governments do even more. And the idea that this is just a non-issue because Democrats find it to be unpopular and they realize they're on the wrong side of the polls on it does not mean it goes away. Yeah. 61% of Americans don't want critical race theory taught in their schools. 61%. 888-727-BECK. All right. Spring and into summer. That's where we are. In Texas, that means, of course, it's 947,000 degrees every day. But no matter where you are, if you're in a really nice place or a really hot place, you want to have a Rectech. Why? Because grilling is part of summer. And Rectech does this better than anybody. But it also means if you happen to be in an area where it is 174 degrees and you don't want to be above your grill, thinking about it just over it the entire time, Rectech, you can control this from inside your air-conditioned house on your phone. Make sure everything is cooked perfectly remotely while you're watching golf, you're watching TV. You don't have to think about it at all. It's all being grilled perfectly. Go out, scoop it up, bring it back inside the air conditioning and enjoy it. That's what Rectech brings to you. Perfect cooking. Do it with all sorts of great technology. Nobody does it better than Rectech. You can follow Rectech on all their social media and sign up for their newsletter. It's R-E-C-T-E-Q. Rectech. R-E-C-T-E-Q with a Q at the end. Visit RectechWithAQ.com. R-E-C-T-E-Q.com. It's Rectech.com. 10 second station ID. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, how do I decolonize my bookshelf, by the way? That's a great... I, I need to give a call to Raytheon and, and see if they can give me some advice on that how do i decolonize my bookshelf it's a great question pat (laughs) one of my books imperial and it's rounding up all the little books around it to try to control them that's true is is that what's Mm -hmm. is that what's happening on my bookshelf have you ever seen Hmm. bookshelf two invade bookshelf three before (laughs) i have not occurs all the time uh but i'm not watching my bookshelf that carefully so i guess i need to do that i mean the the ridiculousness of this is completely out of control how do you also participate in reparations how am i going to do that i start do i just give money to bipoc people around me yeah if you see like if if i see a bipoc like a black indigenous person of color i just give them money the easiest way that i do it is i just carry around uh, envelopes of cash and when i see someone who looks to have darker skin than i i hand them an envelope that is reparations and that's that's how i do it personally mm-hmm. but i think there's different ways you know <laughs> right like this is what world is this? asinine what world is this this is insanity and by the way this is mm-hmm. all stuff this isn't stuff that we're making up this is stuff that is from internal documents from, from raytheon. raytheon in this particular case mm-hmm. and they have videos of this stuff going on that's crazy and luckily i think it's so offensive to the foundations of America to say we should judge people based on their skin color. Mm-hmm. That is now so offensive. Look, we went through a period where that was going on, obviously. We have worked so hard to leave that in the dust. Yeah. And now here we are, and the left is like, you know what? We should do it all again. What if we do <laughs> judge people by their skin color? What if we do discriminate based on, the, uh, on race? Mm-hmm. And by the way, that, that word discriminate is used in their literature. Ibram X. Kendi writes, the only solution for past discrimination is present discrimination. The only solution for present discrimination is future discrimination. They are literally mm. advocating for discrimination. That's what this is. Just against white people. Just against different groups. 
the non-oppressed groups, the groups that are that mm-hmm. are have done all the evil. And you know, it's like I I gotta look. I have to tell you the truth here. I hold no responsibility for slavery. None. I had nothing to do with it. That's cute and, that I, you're white privileged. And I oppose like it mm-hmm. every step of the way. It's adorable. I didn't hold slaves. I don't think we anyone should have held slaves. Mm. I don't want it to return. <laughs> I don't want local white spaces to return. I don't want segregation to return. It's the left that wants these things to return. Mm. And they continually advocate for the return of white spaces, of segregation, of discrimination, of racism. What you've just said is devastating to racial minorities. <laughs> devastating. What? You might want to decolonize your bookshelf, my friend. Okay, maybe that's where you start. Okay? I guess uh, I, start I haven't done that. By decolonizing that bookshelf I, I and then get back to me. I will say I don't pick my books based on the skin color of the authors so maybe i should change that <laughs> philosophy this is the glenback program it's pat and Stu for glenn on the glenback program 888-727-BECK yesterday we told you about this uh sort of attack on Neiman Marcus. I think this was in New York City, right? Isn't that where where it happened? Uh, where they just ran into the store. We actually have the video of it now. Here's here's what happened at Neiman Marcus. Uh, people just went into the store, smashed the display case, and stole extremely expensive purses and then ran out of the store. And here you see them coming out of the store like clowns out of a little clown car <laughs> but with uh what was reported to be about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of merchandise unreal amazing and then you see as as they're all going away there's a guy filming uh, uh, the, the everyone running away on his phone and then he kind of turns to the right you see he's wearing handcuffs so either there's just like an S&M guy out there filming people relieving Neiman Marcus or it seemed to be Maybe a, a police officer. Like, huh. shouldn't you be running? Out? I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm I've <laughs> lost track of what's supposed to be happening. Either a security officer of some sort mm-hmm. or a police officer who I guess maybe just thought there was too many people and decided uh, it was impossible to do something. I don't know. Come on. I mean, there's got to be a way to prevent that. <laughs> don't, are right? you supposed to radio others? I, maybe it was just a security <laughs> officer for one of the stores across the street and they didn't have any responsibility. I don't know. It didn't seem like it. It didn't look good. No, it doesn't. And if this kind of stuff is going to happen, wouldn't you? I don't know. I, I think I'd put people at the entrances and exits to make sure that once they're running toward the door uh, with $15,000 purses or whatever it was they had, that there's somebody there to stop them before they get out and get in the car and take off. Yeah, it's interesting. And they're gone for good. The only reason we have this video is the, the per- someone in the store across the street saw the people running into the store and realized what was going on because it had already happened to them previously. So oh they gosh. pulled themselves into into their store wow. and locked the doors to make sure no one came into their store and then filmed across the street. This is uh, becoming <sighs> a, uh, you know, you've heard the term, the smash and grab, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been around, but it definitely seems like it is much more prominent now. And this particular incident was one where people ran in, smashed display cases, glass flying all over the place. 
and they stole really expensive purses and ran out the front door. That's different than what, what is happening. We talked about it a little bit yesterday where people are walking in with giant garbage bags and just filling their their bags with merchandise and walking right out the front door. And every unencumbered, unencumbered. by any security or any employee, and, they and, just let them go. And the po- policy of these stores is like, well, we don't want physical confrontation with people who do this. Call the cops who are going to show show up far after the the people have already left and probably not do much of anything because it's not so much of a priority. Some of these places that are defunding police and that sort of attitude is is active. Mm-hmm. They intentionally are not doing anything to follow up on these crimes. And the city's telling them they can't. So the officers are are powerless in this particular situation. Here, we're talking about grand theft. I mean, this is thousands and thousands of dollars. These purses are not cheap. And, you know, I guess, I guess we're supposed to not care because, you know, Neiman Marcus is a big corporation. These are evil rich people. Mm-hmm. They have too much anyway. Uh, equity. What, what happened to equity? Well, and the equality of opportunity says each person can try to work their entire life to try to afford one of these purses if, if you so choose for some dumb reason. Uh, the equality of outcome is, Incredible. well, you know what? That rich person uh, in New York has that purse, so should the person running out of the store with yeah, it. Yeah, I deserve it too. And uh, that's obviously what they, what they believe. Um, this uh, uh, actually took place in San Francisco, which um, just experienced... Target and Walgreens, several of them leaving their city because of theft like this, where people would just walk in and, as you mentioned uh, yesterday, they would just clear stuff off the shelves with their arms and just dump it into a, a gigantic garbage bag and walk out of the store. And that happened to them so much that they just closed their store rather than stay open and continue to get robbed. I This is... It just feels like when you see stories like this, when you see videos like this, it feels like the disintegration of our civilization, doesn't it? It's like, how do you how do you combat this? If nobody can raise a hand to any of those who are stealing from them, then how do you stop that? You don't have a chance. It's a real breakdown of a fundamental foundation of our society. You know, we don't realize how many people we trust every day. Constantly, you're trusting people that you don't know and never interact with. I mean, think about you're driving down a road and there's a little yellow, a couple of yellow lines in between you and a multi thousand pound vehicle driving right at you. Mm-hmm. And any one of those people could just jam their steering wheel to the left at the last second and, kick and kill you. Right. You mm-hmm. trust. We have a societal trust built in that you don't do that. Yes, there's a law there that says you don't do it. But what does that matter? Right. What we're really talking about there is societal trust. You are trusting that that person doesn't want to injure themselves and doesn't want to intentionally injure you. And so we all go around and live together and, and, and operate under these rules of society that, that prop up our society and make it functional. When you eliminate the punishments, when you in- encourage and explain away criminal behavior... And then do not punish it and take the people engaged in it off the streets. Mm-hmm. You have a situation like we're seeing now where people walk into stores, mm-hmm. take the stuff and walk out and think to themselves, well, I'm not going to get caught because no one in the store wants to be called a racist. 
Mm-hmm. No one in this store wants to get into a physical confrontation where they have to put their hands on someone, God forbid, to stop them from committing a crime. Yeah. When they're all gonna, they're the ones that are going to be on the wrong side of the YouTube video that's edited later on for the press. And then at the end of the day, if for some reason the person does get caught, they don't get prosecuted, they don't get punished, they don't get taken off the street, they get immediately released. And then they have a warm and accepting audience from the media to say why the reason the reason they did all this and had to do it was structural racism. <laughs> you build a society like that, you've taken out any incentive to follow the rules that underpin your civilization. And that's where we are right now in many areas, not everywhere. It, you know, mm-hmm. I, you can go to a mall and you're, you very well may not see this behavior. But I, you know, people who live around here in nice suburbs have told me stories about seeing this stuff happen. It's not just, you know, in some, you know, it's not just the uh, the burning down of of a target in Minneapolis after uh, George Floyd, which we were told we mm-hmm. shouldn't care about because it's only property. And this is all over the country now, and. It, If we do not have uh, society pushing back on it, it will just escalate, escalate and escalate. There has to be some uh, force on the opposite side or it just continues to happen. Right. Yeah. People have to stand up and put a stop to it. They they just do. And they they have to figure out a way in these stores to make sure this doesn't happen anymore. Neiman Marcus, you need to have armed security all over the place. I mean, Neiman Marcus is a store selling $15,000 purses. It's insanity that this could happen there. It it really is. You can understand where it might happen at a a 7-Eleven. Yeah. And it has happened Mm -hmm. at 7-Elevens, and we've seen it repeatedly. But Neiman Marcus, (laughs) yeah, they need need armed guards. And people need... there has to be intervention into these crimes. Right. A lot of times there are armed guards and they don't, they're told they don't do not to do anything. They're just yeah. essentially crazy. billboards that say, please don't rob us. But yeah. when you do rob us, we're not going to do anything because the corporation doesn't want to sit here and, and have a scandal on their hands because they know what the media will do with a story like this. Yeah. You, you, they're going to give a sob story. They're going to give uh, all the all the things. We, like, let's say there was some actual discrimination in the company five years ago they're going to root that out and make that the front page story mm-hmm. uh, look what they did to starbucks again like i'm not i have no allegiance to starbucks starbucks is a left-wing corporation yeah. that is constantly beating you over the head with every piece of blm level uh nonsense that the, that they can churn out and they enforced one of their policies to not let someone go to the bathroom or sit in the in their in their building without buying something. Yeah. And they were called the racist. They had to shut down their chain, had to in quotes here, but they shut down their chain for a day of racial understanding and education. <laughs> their entire <laughs> chain of restaurants. Incredible. Because they did something completely normal. Yeah. That every single person in our society has always known. If you go into a place and you don't buy something, you don't get to take advantage of the indoors. You don't get to sit. You don't get to go to the bathroom. You don't get to uh, sit at the table for 45 minutes if you don't buy anything. Now, look, can you do it sometimes? Sure. But we all understand that if they say no to you, you should respect it. It's their place. Yeah. And didn't they go the complete opposite direction? They just said 
anybody can use the... Uh, I, I think yeah. the outcome of that was anybody could use their bathrooms, Anyone right? can use their bathrooms. Anybody can come in here and sit down and not buy anything, and you can use the bathroom. And then they fire the manager who tried <laughs> to enforce their own policy? I think they did, yeah. Yeah. So, why again, this is so, why this stuff is happening, but when you take away those basic fundamental guidelines... And this this is how societies crumble. It leads you to wonder why are the homeless dropping turds on the sidewalks in San Francisco, <laughs> or other than just going to a Starbucks and go to the bathroom there? Wouldn't that be it's too far? It's too far. Too far. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's why. Well, we yeah. talked about the guy yesterday in the bucket in the subway. Oh, yeah, you know, in the yeah. bucket, they're cleaning the floors with the with the mop and the bucket. Oh, yeah, they just kind of went, just decided to go there. <laughs> so bizarre. Uh, what has happened mm. to our civilization? Triple eight seven two seven Beck. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. You listen to my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday immediately before this program, six to eight Central, seven to nine uh, Eastern time on Blaze Radio and Television, and then pretty much any time you want. Not pretty much any time you want. Um, on podcast wherever you get your podcast. Yep, and make sure to do the same with Studios America. Subscribe uh, to the channel and rate and review. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. I happen to be wearing today, Pat, the learn, then protest. The order is important. So you should learn <laughs> okay. first, then protest. Why? And the order is important. What is the importance of that? Yeah, so if you pro- what, what's happening now is a lot of people are protesting, yeah. burning down their cities. Okay. Then they're learning. Mm. Or maybe not even at all. Actually, huh. <laughs> just be protesting as. Well, what if I heard enemy? about it from from a friend of mine? No, you should check that out that somebody information. Somebody got killed sure. and they shouldn't have. Yeah. What if you were to look into the details of the crime? <laughs> what if I did? Yeah. Would that make a difference? Yeah. That's not going to make a difference, uh, will, right? If you learn really? about a story, huh? And you wait until <laughs> you've learned to protest. Yeah. What? That usually works out better. So this is a great T-shirt to wear if you happen to have a left-wing huh. protest in your city. All right. You kind of wear it and it just says learn then protest <laughs> the order is important seems like a crazy concept yeah. to me you can i'm get not it. sure i understand it yeah well, you can get it at uh, learn then protest.com oh you've got it's got its own website it's got its own website your t-shirt has its own website it does that's cool it's a it's a all right it's an active entity uh in and of itself now, if I went to one place, are they aggregated there somewhere where all you can get all your merch? StuDoesMerch.com. You have yours up there, too, right? You have your... Yes. It's all on... on the, yes, it's uh, it's a, a website near If you, you. go to StuDoesMerch.com, you can just <laughs> click on Pat Gray. And, uh, it's PatHeadShop.com. Okay. Yeah, PatHeadShop.com. I'll kind of go to the same place. Anyway. Uh, I, uh, so that's where you can go. Uh, all right. 888-727-BECK. According to the University of Maryland... 13 people now we've heard okay this is the biggest threat america faces right now what climate change uh no well yeah i mean it's tied okay for tied the with threat. climate change tied with climate change is for the biggest threat it's white supremacy white supremacy white supremacy really yeah mm-hmm. it's the biggest threat we face tied of course with climate change according to the university of maryland 13 people die each year as a result of white supremacist violence in America. 13? 13 people. Not 12. What, like a whole baker's dozen. According to who again? Of people. According to the University of Maryland. That's a high number, Pat. It is. It's the same number. This is how high it is. It's the same number as the number of people who die 
uh, from vending machines falling on them every year. <laughs> 13 people die being squashed by vending machines every year. So wow. when will we do something about this? When will CNN cover the threat of vending machines? You know, with the same enthusiasm, uh, they cover white supremacy. Uh, Pat, hmm. mm-hmm. how many... Uh, how, is 25 more than 13 yes. in your understanding? In my understanding, yes. I'm not a big mathematician, but okay. I'm going to say yes. Now, this story is from October uh, 2020, but it says at least 25 Americans were killed during the protests for uh, of the George Floyd situation last year. Wait, Some what? say as high as 36. By white supremacists? No. But no? Oh. No. Huh. White supremacists didn't have any... The protesters then that were... No. No? No. It was... Mm. It was... Uh, it was... It was Black Lives Matter. <laughs> I mean, we saw and some of them on video. Antifa. Yeah. Uh, killing yeah. people. That's more than the white supremacy every it year. Seems <sighs> like it. Huh. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Pat and Stu for Glenn, 888-727-BECK, number to call. Uh, so, hey, we're uh, almost out of Afghanistan, left Bagram Air Force Base, uh, and uh, kind of sneaked out in the middle of the night and uh, left the lights on, I think, and then and didn't tell the Afghans about it. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, coming up in about 60 seconds. Program. If you're a homeowner and you're the type who is fiscally responsible, right now could be a great time to make a phone call and make a massive change for the better in your financial life. Mortgage rates began sinking over a year ago. I mean, they've been low for a long time, but we know they're going to be going up, especially with all the printing going on right now. Uh, and now we're seeing mortgage rates in the twos, in the 2% range. I got one from American Financing in the 2% range. How insane is that? Who would have thought that was ever going to be possible? There's no good reason not to give American Financing a call about this to check if you happen to have a home and you're looking to maybe refinance. What if you could be saving hundreds of dollars a month? What about thousands of dollars a month? Can you really ignore that type of change? You wouldn't be restarting your loan if you refinance. You can genuinely save a ton of money on this stuff and American Financing is going to make it easy for you. Maybe consolidating debt that you have into something that's going to be easier to pay off is the right move. Uh, that comes from a trusted family company that has been helping people just like you and me and Glenn for over 20 years. The choice is clear. AmericanFinancing.net. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, dot org net Pat and Stu uh, again for Glenn he'll be back on uh, on Monday so it's finally happened the pullout of Afghanistan after a mere 20 years I mean is it too soon I don't think so <laughs> I don't think so either <laughs> I don't think so all right are we and are we the last of the coalition to still be there? The British aren't there anymore, right? No, yeah, they're gone. They've been gone for a while. Uh, so it's just us. It is just us. Well, it was just us. I mean, it's basically 
done now. Now I mean, it's I, the Afghans. I heard a report this morning. They're going to keep a few hundred <clears throat> troops in the country mainly to protect the embassy. Yeah, which is sensible, right? Like if you're going to have sensible, an embassy yeah. there yeah. With, in a country that's probably going to If you're not going to keep them there, then you move the embassy. You, you move the people out of the embassy. Yeah, you, right? you just abandon the country all, all right. entirely. But if you're going to have an embassy there, you should have troops there to protect the people in it. So we left the other day. Uh, our our troops left Bagram Air, Air Base uh, basically in the middle of the night and didn't tell the Afghans that we were leaving. So a group of people went in and looted the place yep. before the Afghans got in there. Which is great. Which now, this is, great. is a 14 square mile Air Force base. <laughs> yeah, it's this gigantic. Is a gigantic area. Gigantic. Uh, and, you know, so they, I guess what I guess what happened was there were some rumors that we were going to be leaving. I mean, we all, they, they presented this in the media. I, they're like, oh, well ahead of schedule. Well, Trump had it scheduled for May. For May. Mm-hmm. So July would not be ahead of schedule. Biden just said he just changed the schedule to September and then left in July after the initial scheduling. So like he, this is how the how the left gets away with this crap with the media. I, I'll never I'll never understand. But I guess when you have someone who you're rooting for, it's a lot easier to justify such things. Uh, but basically, there was the rumor that they were going to be leaving. Then they just turned the lights out. And everyone was like, wait, why did all the lights go off over there? We should just go over there and, and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Realize nobody was there. And they, there's like photos of people like carrying off cases of like Red Bull full. You know, like, <laughs> like energy drinks and stuff, right? <laughs> bizarre, bizarre circumstance. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to imagine that this turns out well. Yeah, the, the problem is the Taliban will probably now... Just retake Afghanistan, right? That's what I expect to happen, is that terrorists will just get back together and uh, reclaim reclaim the, the country. But what would you do? Just stay there forever? What's the alternative? Yeah. If you don't pull out and you, we don't ever come home um, and we leave troops there forever, it, we probably could keep the Taliban at bay. But when you leave... What can you do? There's all sorts of reporting where Afghan troops are handing over weapons to the Taliban. Mm. The Taliban now supposedly, uh, but mo- the best estimates are Jeez. they control one third of the country already as we're leaving. Jeez. I mean, we've basically just given up on this. And and look, you yeah. can ar- make the argument that our mission should have been more narrow and that mission yeah. was accomplished, right? I mean, uh, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, Osama bin Laden is dead. Uh, Al Qaeda is not really the force that it once was. But you know, right. our our mission and was if that was the goal. Than that. We could have left in 2011. Yeah, or, or you know, I mean, Osama bin Laden specifically as an individual was 2011. But I mean, a yeah. lot, there was a massive damage to to Al Qaeda generally well before, before that. that. Yes, uh, I, I do hesitate at times with this idea that we should judge a war by how long it goes on for you know like Mm. first of all this has not been a war in the way that we think of warfare for a long time that's true you mentioned earlier pat uh, late last hour that 13 people per year die from getting hit by vending machines machines that fall over yeah right well in 2020 11 people died in afghanistan 
for, uh, 11? 11 less than the amount of people who die wow. from vending machines falling over them wow. in the united states not to minimize of course the uh, loss uh, of our uh, totally i mean like but i mean when you look at the deaths that occurred mm-hmm. several of them were motor vehicle accidents oh wow right uh there were some that were attacks some of them were um attacks by afghan troops yeah that's the right? toughest to take that's me. the toughest to take for sure uh, i'm not saying any of these don't uh, aren't crucial but i mean like here, here we go non-hostile vehicle accident non-hostile incident non-hostile vehicle accident rollover non-hostile non-hostile five yep um there here's a hostile Jeez. hostile fire smart small arms file green on, on green, green on blue attack so that was a by an afghan uh, afghan right a uh, troop yep same thing for the next one mm. um then a non-hostile aircraft crash six non-hostile aircraft cache a crash and then hostile fire ied attack so when you think so, about so the four tra- of them a traditional warfare attack i'd say you would say one hmm. right i mean you oh. wouldn't necessarily right. think off the top of your head of a, a green on blue type of attack right but, but you have to count all of these count obviously and, and you know if you, if you have a kid over there who died in an aircraft crash you're not going to feel any better about it but that stuff happens in the united states yeah. And we have aircraft crashes from military test pilots in the United States that happen. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that it's nothing. It, it, it's something. And I, I, look, we have to at some point, even if it's just for spending, right, reasons. Like, you know, you can't just spend money maintaining another country forever. But, like, mm-hmm. to think of this as everyone's like, this is a, the, America's forever war. I, I, I Can you look at a year like 2020 and say, okay, that's a, a war year? Remember what's the what's the alternative of war what we used to do in war was yes the wars would end in three to five years because hundreds of thousands if not millions of people were dead yeah you you fought them full bore Mm -hmm. full on it was it it was uh it, it was just warfare yeah all the time it wasn't like okay we're gonna we're gonna take this country and we're gonna maintain it yeah and then we're gonna we're gonna get attacked every once in a while that's that's not what's i mean that's what's been happening in afghanistan yeah for what 10 and 10 years at least maybe more than that i mean if you look at the fatalities u.s fatalities in afghanistan really uh you had a peak the highest number was 2010 at 498 now again 498 was 10 minutes of a battle of previous wars yeah as sad as all of this is and every loss of life is incredibly i mean you don't have to i don't have to sell this audience on the fact that i you know we all care about our military members but war has changed in a way that i think is positive even though you know there's not there's no longer necessarily these days where you walk away with the parades and everything else i mean 498 was the peak in 2010 then it went to 415 310 128 and it's been under 100 since 2015 or 14 it was 55 22 then 13 15 14 24 11 then that was 2020 was 11 now again i went through those 11 Mm -hmm. only one of them is what you would think traditionally of a of a war death a couple of others from friendly allies that should have been helping us and turned on us a couple of those that was it was three and the rest were non-hostile events where you know car crashes airplane crashes things that were terrible but also not what you would think of as a traditional war death um there did you happen to read the uh the latest malcolm gladwell book the bomber mafia by any chance 
it's really good i mean it's really really well done and i like malcolm's stuff i mean mm-hmm. he, it's always interesting to me but this is about basically the idea of early the early air force where they decided we they their vision of what war could become where they would drop guided bombs not just bombs that plastered an entire you know just denigrated an entire civilian population without thinking about it their vision of trying to create the technology that would allow us to target the military installations we wanted to hit and not just carpet bomb societies uh, and the one of the main proponents of this was in world war ii and was and got to the point where he was leading the uh, operations against japan uh, from the air and eventually lost his gig because they the technology wasn't really ready they didn't really have it ready and they wound up changing to carpet bombing basically but you realize Mm. that like you know when we think of japan obviously in world war ii we think of the atomic bomb so much was done with essentially napalm type devices fire bombing uh these places because the way their Mm -hmm. their homes were built were very vulnerable to fire and they were very close to each other and we were just you know, dropping. And there was a lot of that during Vietnam to clear away the jungle. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but they were doing it to clear away, you know, communities and how cities. Yeah. And and I'm I'm yeah. not questioning these tactics and that like this war needed to end. And I'm glad that we dropped the atomic bomb. I'm not like anybody mm-hmm. who thinks the opposite of that. But like that was the the choice at the time. It was like, do you essentially kill a hundred thousand people tonight? in their homes essentially the equivalent of what we saw in miami right where the entire building just catches on fire or collapses and everyone in it dies and do you do this over multiple square miles every night for a year that was warfare yeah look afghanistan is is a different situation and to sit here and say like you look at these years years do you have the total from the the whole war it's something like four or five thousand right two thousand four hundred fifty two two thousand that does not include this year by the way i have only up till 2020 here but two thousand four hundred fifty two now it's i think the number you're thinking of is three thousand five hundred ninety six which was total coalition deaths uh so that includes Mm. the uk and other Mm -hmm. it was 455 from the uk 689 total in all the other countries combined um iraq was four thousand nine hundred and ten total coalition 4,586 U.S. But again, even Iraq, you look at Iraq, this is uh, since 2012. 2012, there was two deaths for, for the U.S. 2004, uh, I, I'm missing 2013 on my chart here, but 2014, four, then eight, 20, 22, 17, 12, 11. And again, you look at the, mm. d- the details to them, and many of them are the same sad situations, vehicle accidents, uh, rollovers, uh, non-hostile. Uh, there are some that are hostile. I mean, these are still dangerous areas for sure but i think judging a war what we should look at when we judge a war should be of course the outcome did we stop people attacking us if that's why we went to war which mm-hmm. in afghanistan i would argue that was the reason we went and we stopped that and when we've that seemed to accomplish interrupted goal, a lot yeah. of it mm-hmm. and also the main thing is how many the most important thing to me is how many of our service people do we lose? Not how long the war goes on. Yeah. Look, the, it's uncomfortable to say, and this is true, that people who fought in, who went to uh, Afghanistan after 9-11 have children who are now serving in Afghanistan or until yeah, very recently. Geez. It's hard to think in those terms. But the fact, if we could return both of those people back here, that's much more important than the timeline. Oh, yeah. And we have changed yeah. warfare. I mean, people are dying a lot less in wars, and that is good. Uh, it is a, is much. It's no longer the 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 
the uh, the drain on human life that it once was, at least not at the moment. Mm-hmm. And we can take a little solace out of that, I think. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, Stu, does it say when uh, Britain left Afghanistan and Iraq? Uh, I don't have that in front of me. I can find it here in a second if you want. I mean, they have had no deaths in Afghanistan since 2016. I bet that's when they pulled out. And basically, and they had two in 2015. So somewhere in there, I guess. But I don't, I don't have it in front of me right now. Mm-hmm. It's the, you know, it's been just the U.S. for a while. And look, yeah. you, you know, I think we've learned uh, as we knew going in, as they said in Princess Bride. That uh, a land war in Asia, not necessarily the way to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is not, it does not always turn out well. You don't always get what you want out of it. And I think we've realized that you know, we're not going to get what and we what wanted was it out of Vicini it. What Vicini said about that? Only slightly less dangerous. <laughs> it's a land war in Asia. <laughs> Something to that effect. I think it was, I think uh, a land war in Asia was number one, but only slightly less well known. <laughs> right. Is, That's what it was. Challenge yes. a. Sicilian. <laughs> Was it a Sicilian? Yeah, yeah, I think he was a Sicilian. It's been, it's been a, while. a while since get, I watched Princess Bride. If Ted Cruz is listening right now, the senator would be able to give us these quotes. That's his game. Uh, it's a great movie, and he knows a Pick Princess Pick up the Bride. hotline if it rings. It's probably Senator Cruz. So. Hey, he could do, from what I remember, he could do large portions of the entire script of that movie by, out of memory. He's got not a photographic, but a... Uh, it's something close to it's that. It's something close to yeah. that. If he hears it or something, mm-hmm. he remembers it. So, yeah, it's something very, very impressive. Uh, all right. 888-727-BECK is uh, our number to call. Let's go to uh, Eric in Maine. Hey, Eric. You're Hi, on the Glenn you Beck doing, program. guys? Doing good. 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 First time caller. Welcome. Um, I, thank you. I would just like to touch on something that I've heard, uh, I think Glenn touched on a little bit, I've heard a few other commentators, mm-hmm. and that is um, January 6th, uh, putting together a select committee to find out what happened on January 6th. Yeah. Um, you know, in my opinion, if Democrats want to know what happened, all they got to do is look in the closest mirror. Um you know, we had about a year worth of rioting, looting, mm-hmm. arson, mm-hmm. Uh, sure armed attacks on police stations and on the federal courthouse mm-hmm. or houses even. And all of that was okay because they were protesting racism. So they could even go out in the pandemic and yeah. uh, mill around without social distancing. Had doctors saying it was a public health issue of racism, which was more important than the pandemic. I mean, one yeah. of the most disgraceful things I've ever seen in 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 medicine. I mean, the fact that a doctor who's supposed to do no harm would come out and say, yeah, go out in a pandemic because because oh, uh, racism arguments yeah. and political nonsense uh, is, is pathetic. But the rest of your argument, Eric? Is you know my my point really is I think the people on January sixth saw all of this going on, nobody doing or saying anything, and Democrats even encouraging it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the vice president, the now vice president, actually helping to get people bailed out of jail for doing it. Mm-hmm. You had uh, Democrat mayors and governors not confronting these people. Yeah, you had uh, you had prosecutors. And judges letting people go. So they thought it was okay. 
Yeah, they probably figured, you yeah. know, uh, I should get equal treatment under law. I mean, you had Nancy Pelosi say people will do what people will do. Right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. I, I mean, that yeah, could be part of the equation. They well, still shouldn't have done it because yeah. conservatives especially know better. S- certainly. And, you know, look, we there were definitely a lot of Trump supporters who were doing things uh, that a lot of people, by the way, doing nothing and just yeah. went to a rally and walked away. There were some that did really bad things and those people should be held responsible for them. However, mm-hmm. the generalized point here of normalizing political violence being a bad idea. Yeah, I'm 100 percent on board with. Yes, absolutely. And that's what they did over the course of the uh, of the year yeah. last year. I mean, they they said burning down police stations was okay because racism. I'm like, no, I no, I'm never going to be okay with that. The same way, I'm never going to be okay with violence yeah. against police officers at any time. What was it? Twenty five people killed last last year in those riots. That was yeah, one estimate. Yeah, one estimate. Twenty five and thirty five. Somewhere I, there. I've seen it as high as forty or forty five, mm-hmm. um, and several police officers. So. Yeah, I can tell you, it's a lot higher than George, than the deaths that happened in the George Floyd incident. As, as tragic as that one yes. was, it was a lot higher than the protest afterward. Much, and I'm pretty sure racism isn't solved. I really? could be wrong on that. We'll have to check huh. the stats on it, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's not solved yet. This is the Glenn Beck Program. If you're over 50 and you haven't joined AMAC yet, may I suggest that you check them out today? You know that it's always recommended that you do your homework uh, before committing to anything. So here's what you need to consider. If you like benefits like insurance and travel discounts, AMAC is for you. If you like serious advocacy that pushes back against ultra left wing legislation going all the way to Washington on your behalf, AMAC is right for you. If you like a source of uncensored information that you can trust completely, newsletters, videos, podcasts, fresh website content, and a bi-monthly magazine, AMAC is right for you. Over over a quarter of a million AMAC members have directly participated in AMAC's outreach campaigns to Congress. And, you know, Congress is hearing AMAC's voice in a big way. It's the Association of Mature American Citizens, and it's forging a path through the darkness with people like you joining its ranks every day. They're waiting for you to join. Join AMAC for the advocacy, the benefits, and the information. But most importantly, join because America needs you in this fight. Join today at amac.us slash back, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash back. Join AMAC today. Glenn Beck, Stuber Gear, Stephen Crowder, Dave Rubin, and me, Pac Ray. Listen to all your favorite conservative voices at blazetv.com. Use the promo code Glenn and save. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. You can check out my show, Pac Ray Unleashed, every weekday right before this show, 7 to 9 Eastern, 6 to 8 Central, uh, or anytime you want, anywhere you get your podcast. Same with uh, Stu Does America. You can get that anytime you want, anywhere you get your podcast. And available as your bla- a part of your Blaze TV subscription as well, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. My show airs at 8 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. Plus, you can get the merch, which is always really cool. Um, the Nancy Pelosi socks pen <laughs> is maybe one of the greatest products of all time. <laughs> it is pretty amazing. I we always get e- uh, you know emails and you know social media messages from people who just bring them to their office. Mm-hmm. The Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. Yeah, and they and just people don't notice it first. Yeah, they like give it to their clients uh, to to use like sign paperwork. <laughs> It's actually a pretty nice pen. Yeah, and it, yeah, it is. It's kind of a nice pen, and um, 
Or their liberal friends who pick it up and write things and then realize that they ha- they're oh. holding a Nancy Pelosi sucks pen. And then the pen. shock settles in. Nancy Pelosi sucks pen.com if you want to check that out. All right. Uh, found out in the last little while how racist virtually everything is. Everything is racist. Just today alone, uh, fireworks are racist. We have that story. Do you know why fireworks are racist? It's as obvious as I the nose on your know face, too. Why fireworks are racist? Of course, you're, you and your white privilege. All right. I hope you're happy to because they celebrated really a colonialist society. No, but I'm sure that could be part of it. Okay, but it's not what was stated in the new article that fireworks is racist. It's because the smoke and all of the fallout from the fireworks lands disproportionately on BIPOC neighborhoods. Wait, what? Duh. Uh, wait, wouldn't that <laughs> minority mean- neighborhoods? Are the recipients of all of that pollution? Oh, so they're saying from the like yeah, town from the fireworks, fireworks themselves, or the like town, city fireworks. Yes, it all lands on BIPOC residences. And uh, I, I will say, I had never thought of that. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, because you're white privilege, right. you don't have to think of that. To, I I specifically <laughs> when I went to Zillow, I searched for for non firework debris communities. <laughs> And they, they, and they what, were all white. What right? it responded it just said, are you white? Click right. yes. Okay. For, click yes. And then I clicked yes. And then it let me go to the site. <laughs> because if you're not, they don't allow you to buy homes in. Did did you get like a retinal scan to make sure that you're white? So that the I said it's a website DNA knew? sample. Okay. Well, yeah, that good. Was, yeah, mm-hmm. good. So, yeah, they can make anything into racism. Math. Math is racist. U.S. educators slamming math workbooks. Uh it's it's racist. Um, educators condemn the one million dollar dismantling racism in mathematics program funded by Bill Gates. So I love this. This is liberals eating their own, which tells teachers not to push students to find correct answers. Unbelievable. Because that promotes white supremacy. <laughs> OK, you start getting right answers. And you're getting into white territory there, I guess. How racist is that? Yeah, this is the most purely racist part of this, I think, where you're saying uh, things like showing unreal. up on time, getting correct answers at math, being polite are yeah. all uh, wrong. parts of white culture. Those are white things. Ridiculous. Where, why would you why would you make those things out to be racism when they're all good things? Yeah, right. And what they're saying is they're not good things, right? I guess. I guess so. But if you were to turn on a white supremacist podcast right now, right? If you were to turn on uh, David Duke's podcast, mm-hmm. he might very well tell you, you know what's wrong with... Uh, he wouldn't use BIPOCs, I don't think. He would probably <laughs> use a different word. But if he was going to say, what's wrong with people of color? He might say, you know, they can't do math. They don't show up on time. They're not polite. He might, he would make right. those arguments. Yeah. And now yeah. we have the Ibram Kendis and uh, Robin D'Angelo's and all of the people trying mm-hmm. to push critical race theory, intersectionality, uh, all of this nonsense on us. Right. Those people are the ones telling you the same things that David Duke told you last week. What does that tell you? And you know, David Duke doesn't even say those kinds of things anymore. I don't know if he does. I have not (laughs) kept up with him. I think he's like mellowed over time. (laughs) Um, So the things that they're actually saying about 
I'm minorities are worse than what David Duke but would say. I, I don't know. I don't know anything, honestly. I'm mm. using David Duke as a historical example of someone yes. who, who had supported this. Because he's the only racist like that we really know. Yeah, he's, right? the, he's the neighbor. He's the only I mean, former I could KKK say, member. People would also say maybe Richard Spencer would be oh, an example yeah. of this um, yeah. at, at the moment. But again, like I, I'm only assigning a name because it, it it's obvious what I mean by yes. it, right? Like yes, you yes. take a guy who... I don't know, a guy in a hood. You have a KKK meeting somewhere in the country. We found out today that 13 people per year in the United States die from white supremacy. <laughs> uh, so we do know that it does occasionally happen. We do know that some people uh, support this asinine ideology of white supremacy. It does still occur. It's just mm-hmm. not nearly as big a problem as the media tries to make it out to be. Yeah, not the biggest problem facing the United States. Just the numbers. I mean, it's just not. I mean, it's it's a... <clears throat> To the extent that it exists, it is legitimately horrible. But to the, mm-hmm. it, you have to factor in the extent that it exists. You know, there's a group that uh, blocked a um, uh, a freeway this week. A black supremacist group, at least. Yeah, uh, the rise of the rise Moors. Of the Moors. And they've been making news lately a little bit. They had, you know, they're heavily armed. There was another group called uh, the uh, Not Effing Around Coalition. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was recently in the news. Very heavily armed uh, b- black nationalist group that gave us a uh, um, one of their members who eventually killed a police officer and was arrested recently. Uh, these groups exist mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they should be taken seriously. They, To the extent that they exist, they are very bad. However, they're not the biggest problem in the country. Right. They just are really, really awful. And it, you, if you were to listen to the white version of this, some white supremacist group talking amongst themselves, they would say many of the same things. They would say they want segregation. They would want whites, local white spaces. That exact term was used in the Raytheon anti-racist intersectionality literature that came out yesterday. So bizarre. I mean, these are the same things. They believe the same things. It's, it's It's a, more than anything else, it's an obsession with race. When you are obsessed mm-hmm. with race, you make bad decisions. That is what happens. When you are obsessed with skin color, you wind up running a society that is terrible in every way imaginable. Mm-hmm. It's not a good idea. Yep. That's just how white folks will do you. <laughs> so don't forget that. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Barack. I appreciate that. Uh, let me tell you one more thing that is incredibly racist that uh, has to be done away with, and that's denial of evolution it's a form of white supremacy denying it. denying evolution is a form of Ooh. white supremacy can you walk me through that one pat i don't think i can handle it i think so um how is that see. how is that white <clears throat> supremacy so n- evolution isn't white supremacy denying, denying evolution is, is white, white supremacy. supremacy right the global scientific community overwhelmingly accepts that all living humans are of African descent. You know, it's not that first sentence is not as overwhelming as it used to be. There's a lot of respected scientists uh, who have thrown some doubt into the whole evolutionary process to uh, the Big Bang Theory and evolution. Uh, A lot of them have come to not accept it entirely. But anyway, most scientific articles about our African origins focus on genetics. The part of the story that's not as widely shared is about the creation of human culture. We're all descended genetically and also culturally from dark-skinned ancestors. So if you deny evolution, you're denying that part 
of the evolutionary scale, that we all came from dark-skinned ancestors. <laughs> Early humans... So these are just odd bizarre, things to be obsessed it? with. Early humans from the African continent are the ones who first invented tools, the use of fire, language, and religion. These dark-skinned early people laid down the foundation for human culture. Considering the short lifespan of our early ancestors, these original innovators were probably also very young. No one who follows artistic trends would be surprised to learn that from the beginning, human culture was essentially invented by teenagers. And by culture, we don't just mean the arts, we mean the whole shebang. Yeah, and they actually use the word shebang in the scientificamerican.com article. (laughs) (laughs) I want to unmask the lie that evolution denial is about religion and recognize that at its core, it is a form of white supremacy that perpetuates segregation and violence against black bodies. That is incredibly twisted. It's another weird thing that they're doing. So twisted. A couple of things, just language-wise, that they do in these articles, <clears throat> Pat. Black bodies. Uh-huh. It's like as if... There's nothing mm. more to a human being than their body. It's always like you're doing these things to black bodies. What do you mean black bodies? <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about? Why are they using that terminology? The other one that, that is really odd to me is they keep now they're using you have to say black and brown together. Oh, so like there was this sort of whole thing of like, mm. you know, people of color. Mm-hmm. Now it's like black and brown people are blah, 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 blah. And it's like, well, no one's literally black, right? Like, uh, you know, that's been a... You know, or brown. Or brown. For that matter. Right. I mean, like, everyone's different shade. Like, it's such a strange thing that they do. It you is. Know, it's like when when there was, you know, gay and queer were terms at one point seemingly... Interchangeable. Uh, um, were interchangeable and then also offensive. And now yeah. have... That's reversed, I think... I don't know where we are on the scale at this given moment, but I think now they're not offensive. Yeah. Now they're terms that are in, they're in the acronym. Mm-hmm. LGBTQQIA2+. And I would, by the way, after after the Cuomo family announcement, LGBTQQIA2D+. Oh, for demisexual. For demisexual. Yeah. And, I, and how is P right. not in there for pansexual? LGBTQQIA2DP <laughs> plus. There you go. That's, That's nice. all. It's uh, you. You can't it's do inclusive. That. Of course, you can do that. You can't take a moment to just <laughs> memorize the forty-seven <laughs> initials I just gave you. Come on, America. Well, you're a selfish bigot. Yeah. That's if white supremacy, right there. Right, it That's is white supremacy. Exactly. Forget about evolution. Not saying all the letters in the in the group. Uh, it's just hateful. Just sheer, unadulterated hate. That's all it is. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. 888-727-BECK. Uh, this story is amazing. Baltimore Ravens cornerback, Marlon Humphrey, 24 years old, uh, responded... To a Twitter post from Representative, a Democrat from Missouri, Cori Bush, who over the weekend on Independence Day made headlines because she claimed that American freedom is only for white people. She said, when they say that the 4th of July is about American freedom, remember this. The freedom they're referring to is for white people. This land is stolen land and black people still aren't free. Okay, well... You can spend uh, an hour talking about how this is not 
she's in Congress, land. right? Yeah, she's in Congress. That's an interesting. It's yeah, a, it is. It's an interesting way to imprison someone. Interesting take on your country that you uh, represent a portion of. So anyway, she said that black people still aren't free. Well, Marlon Humphrey, who is a black quarterback in the NFL, said, "I feel free." LOL. Oh, the humanity. Oh no. How dare you say that you feel free? Uh, so they piled on on him uh, like crazy. Several commenters condemned him for being naive, demeaned his intelligence by calling him boy, which you don't mm. you don't do. It's just racist. Mm-hmm. So these people, as always, show who they really are by attacking him. Uh, you feel free and being actually free are two entirely different things, my boy. Uh, then another, we're not free until we're all free, my boy. So that was a definite so, uh, theme. So I guess maybe le- releasing criminals from prison, and what are they advocating for there? As far as free go, what do you call? What do you? What's freedom? Uh, that's a really good question. I, I would love for the oh. people who are so upset by it. Probably Cory Bush being yeah. critical of the lockdowns. That's probably what it was. Oh, yeah. sure. She's yeah, like, yeah, sure we're not free, guys. We still have to wear masks. <laughs> <laughs> you can't go into a restaurant uh, and sit right next to somebody who we don't know yet. That's mm-hmm. Even that's though why you can free. pretty Even much though, everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, you know, Marlon Humphrey enjoying his life in this country uh and making 19.5 million dollars a year doing it just unacceptable to the left uh they will bludgeon you to death if you dare say one thing that disagrees with their worldview and their stinking agenda Mm -hmm. and and as a bipoc person if you don't think the right way uh they're gonna beat you to death just like you know just like they would whitey it's it's uh it's really tragic and then on the other side of this fence is a, as Stu mentioned, a representative in Congress who obviously hates the, this country and uh, doesn't believe that we're a free people. Hmm. Pathetic. Really is pathetic. It is uh, very much exactly what I would expect. But credit to the guy who yeah, steps I, up and says, hey, you know, I yeah, love I'm it. free. Um, Screw and, off. And again, you know, let's, maybe we could Try to remember, Twitter isn't real life. Mm. Twitter doesn't represent every living human being in this country. Ignore it when they pile on you on Twitter like that. Can't you, you can block the comments, right? Yeah. Why yep. would you not do that? I you start rolling in. It's amazing. All right, we will be back tomorrow. Filling in for Glenn here on the Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program.